0: now come to second Timothy it's probably the last episode that Paul wrote Paul is now all alone in a prison cell awaiting his execution he's pretty sure he's going to die he's abandoned by all except one Luke his faithful follower right he had been betrayed by Alexander a coppersmith whom he names as a bad guy right so let's go straight into 2nd Timothy chapter 1 let's look at verse 2 to Timothy my beloved child I know his longing for Timothy his only son actually in the faith verse 4 As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. You know, he's so lonely now, in a sense, and just dying to see his spiritual son before he goes. Okay, so we see the heart of Timothy for his disciple, his mentee. In chapter 1, verse 7 and 8, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and of love, and self-control therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our lord nor of me his prisoner but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of god all right he tells paul that god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of self-control now why does he write this to timothy timothy i think if you look at paul's writings to him tended to be a little bit on the timid side he's not one of those naturally bold people he was made bold by the spirit of god and then he tells you you don't shouldn't have the spirit of fear go ahead keep on going right and he says in verse 8 don't be ashamed of me the prisoner but share in suffering for the gospel i want you to know this word suffering occurs many times in this episode short episode okay so if we look at this book of timothy this episode it's not about us just doing practical work but practical work to the extent of sacrifice and suffering right again very alien to christianity today our idea of christianity is scholarship not sacrifice and so he tells them suffering and that word again occurs several times okay in this uh and verse 15 of chapter 1 you are aware that all who are in Asia turned away from me among whom are Figalus and homogenes right now you see Paul's alone in jail he's probably the most faithful disciple of god of jesus and yet where does he end up in jail all alone abandoned in a sense left luke and him alone what a terrible position to be in now this is very alien to christianity today christians believe that if you are a believer today all will be well and if you are part of the prosperity gospel cult you believe that if you're a christian today everything will be prosperous, beautiful. Sitting in jail by yourself, abandoned by everybody, for having been faithful to God all these years, is that prosperity gospel? (laughs) I don't know. If anybody can believe the prosperity gospel, for me, he's never read the Bible. Alright? He's never read the Bible. He's read what his prosperity gospel cult leader has told him. To me, it's as simple as that. You say, why do people believe him? Simple. You don't know the Bible? And all you know is the bits and pieces that are thrown at you and you grab it, you know? And uh, you read their books and you hear their sermons. What do you expect? Okay? Do you feel sorry for them? Well, to some extent, yes. But if you ask for trouble, you get it. You don't want to find truth? You won't find it. Simple as that, right? So, to me, Paul, just looking at Paul, people say, if you're a faithful Christian, is anybody more faithful than Paul? Name one. Anybody suffer like him, shipwrecked, beating, stoned? That's called, we shall reign in life by some some, uh, famous preacher, you know, who's a prince. (laughs) Okay? Paul's a prisoner. Okay? So, you want to read the Bible you want to pull, pull up verses that can support your your lives of course anybody can pull out a verse anybody can pull out a speech out of a best guy and make him so, sound bad mm-hmm. it's no challenge <laughs> right <clears throat> chapter 2 all right let's move on to chapter 2 mm-hmm. verse 3 to 7. Mm-hmm. share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus share in suffering as a good soldier of christ does it sound like the christianity we have today soldiers in church (laughs) scholars in class yes plenty students in classroom yes plenty soldiers Uh, have to look around can't find any suffering soldiers Uh, (laughs) probably don't exist even in our uh, dreams okay or or nightmares the athletes in those days trained extremely hard it was brutally trained the farmer worked extremely hard these were the examples okay you want to follow me this is what you should soldier athlete and farmer hard work and sacrifice to get the goal you want okay not be a tourists, you know, on a cruise ship enjoying the the luxury of the Christian life, right? The pros- join the SS prosperity, <laughs> okay? Cruise ship prosperity. Now, chapter two, verse ten. Mm-hmm therefore i endure everything for the sake of the elect that they also may obtain the salvation that christ jesus with eternal glory would endure you'll find it quite a bit in this little uh, in this little episode not enjoy uh, endure. all right to get the pronunciation correct (laughs) and then we have hmm, uh, verse 20 chapter 2. Now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay. Some for honourable use, some for dishonourable. Okay? So basically, as a Christian, we are vessels to carry God's glory. To, to God uses us as his vessels. Right? Now, if we prepare ourselves that we are vessels for honour, God will use us for greater things. For His glory, uh, greater mean not prosperity. For His glory, if you are not prepared, okay, then you will be a vessel for le- lesser things. Okay, just like in a house, is a vessel to carry precious ointment or precious perfume or your precious cosmetics, and there's also a container to carry your refuse uh, and your waste, human waste. Which one do you want to be? Right? You decide. Okay, how you prepare yourself? Many people are never used by God because they are never prepared to be used by God. To make a vessel that carries precious things needs more skill, more effort. You ask any one who makes a beautiful bottle to carry something, or one who makes a, a crude uh, container to carry human waste. Okay. So we go on to chapter three, verse chapter. Three verses one to nine are the signs of the last days, okay, but understand this in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents ungrateful unholy heartless unappeasable slanderous without self-control brutal not loving good treacherous reckless swollen with conceit lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god having the appearance of godliness but denying its power avoid such people for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women burdened with sins and led astray by various passions always learning never able to arrive at the knowledge of the truth just as janus and jambres opposed moses so these men also opposed the truth men corrupted in mind disqualified regarding the faith but they will not get very far for their folly will be plain to all as was that of those two men all right tells us the last days this whole bunch of awful uh behavior patterns which we we see all around us lovers of self lovers of money lovers of pleasure rights arrogant proud disobedient to parents all these things we see more and more not that it was not present in the past but it's getting extreme in the present okay so these are signs of the last days but what does it say about this it says that These people, okay, these horrible people will creep, verse 6, into households and capture weak women burdened with sins and led astray by various passions. They will fool a lot of people. It says women in particular. I don't know why, right? Maybe women are more gullible. And these are women who like, show or pleasure or beauty i don't know what various passions and these will be always learning <laughs> that's interesting you know and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth you learn and learn but never get the truth it's kind of like almost real i mean it's so visible never more bible studies in human history since the church started never more books, never more sermons available, and yet never less Christ-like behavior. Ever. Okay? It's funny, huh? it's like the opposite, you know? Learning is more, Christ-like behavior is less. Something's wrong, right? Hmm. And he says, finally, but they will not get very far for their folly will be plain to all as was like the two men. Janus and Jambres were the two magicians of Pharaoh. They tried to imitate what Moses did and then finally they were found to, they couldn't go anyone. They were just, they're using black magic, not God's power. Right? So these men, the same will be sooner or later and often sooner will be found out. They fall into adultery. All these so-called spiritual leaders are divorced several times. They fall into adultery. Their secretaries, you know, they come under all banners. Not just the the fringe Christians. You know, even in mainstream Christians. Okay, the number of so-called men of God who fall into sin is scary. In fact some denominations say if you don't allow them these men who have committed these horrible sins to come back to the ministry won't have enough people to leave the church wow you mean you mean everybody's like that it seems so right okay that's how that's the state of the church today <clears throat> all right is that going to be better or worse let's look at verse uh, let's go on to verse 10. you will you however have followed my teaching evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse deceiving and being deceived wow paul says timothy you've seen my teaching and then you see after his word my teaching is a whole list my conduct my life my faith my patience my love my steadfastness my persecution my suffering you see how did paul teach timothy classroom (laughs) no his life his real life as he went out Timothy saw all those things he wasn't taught in a class he wasn't theory expert he was practically trained by Paul wow that is the kind of discipleship okay we have to do today life on life discipleship but even our life on life discipleship is in a classroom or in a coffee shop not in life. I don't know, we call it life on life, but it's not life on life. It's lesson on lesson. Alright, and so he goes on to say, but what about evil men? Verse 13, evil men, imposters who go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. It's funny, you know, as they deceive people, they get deceived themselves. They actually believe what they say if you meet some of these people they actually believe they're teaching the truth I think so right if you tell the lie to people a hundred times you know after a while they believe you also believe the lie okay and then you know the end uh, sad to say God will deal with anyone who uses his name in vain so what's the formula for all this This it looks like so hopeless right Chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So at the end of it all, all scripture is good for this, right? And though people always teach this verse as about the inspiration of scripture, which it is, it teaches the inspiration of scripture is breathed by God, the word is... It's, it's, you know, pure because it's breathed out by God. But it also tells us all scripture is good. Not certain verses. I know Christians who have never read the Old Testament, who don't even know anything about the Old Testament and wonder why the Christianity is so weird. Okay? So I hope you get that. Know all scripture. That's the purpose of this beautiful book get you through the bible let's go on to chapter 4 verse 3 and 4 for the time is coming people will not endure sound teaching but having itching years they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions i will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths <laughs> all right i think the time has arrived where doctrine is not really appreciated you really want to teach the word of God you want to teach the doctrines from the minor prophets and whatever people are not interested totally no interest I'm talking about Christians but when you tell them myths and stories and testimonies oh my goodness they could read every kind of thing about wow this Christian did this wow you know the time has come Itching years right not a real hunger for the word of god finally chapter 4 verse 7 i have fought the good fight i've finished the race i've kept the faith i hope we can all say that fought the good fight right finish the race god has given to you your race is not my race we all run a different race we never run on the same track We never compete with one another because each one has to run his race, not the race, but you keep the faith. I have run my race, you run your race, hope you finish it, I hope I finish it, but we all keep the faith. The faith is common, the race is personal. And then chapter 4 verse 9, Paul says, do your best to come to me. He's pleading for Timothy. Please come and see me, right? He says, "Please bring my coat. It's going to be winter. I'm going to shiver. Please bring some of the important documents. I'm going to die. I want to hand over my ministry to you, right? Whether Timothy ever reached in time before Paul was executed, see, Ephesus is quite far from from Rome. We don't know. We don't know. It's left unknown. Okay." But here, I like the last part, 417. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me, the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear me. Alright? So, I love this part. Paul's all alone in a very real sense. But he's not alone. The Lord stood by me. You know, it's kind of unusual that he wrote this the lord stood by me you know a time when you feel all alone it's a time when you sense god's presence the most it's irony you know when you've got so many people around you so much support around you you cannot sense the presence of god he saw like pushed back by the visible but when the visible is not there, the invisible becomes clearer and God, like, whoa, God's presence is right in the cell with him. Right? And that was Paul's almost his last words. So you really want to know God? Sometimes you just have to go through all these trials and difficulties that Paul went through. To enjoy the very presence and real presence of god okay so what did we learn in second timothy suffering endurance okay what did we learn about god about jesus in second timothy god is a sacrificial god he gave his son he suffered when he gave his son to us remember that it's not like ah oh, let's give my son you know when jesus came to this earth to be man he left the glory of heaven for how long right you say, oh 33 years and he went back Well he went back as what as god the son yes but also as son of man you know jesus 2,000 years ago became man and today he still still, repeat still 100% God, 100% man Is that a sacrifice? Ask yourself a question Glorious God from eternity, Son of God infinite And then 2,000 years ago Lington I don't, I cannot explain it, uh, sorry, uh, incarnated into man. So, no more 100% God alone, but 100% God, 100% man. Is that a sacrifice? Is that a permanent sacrifice since that time? Yes. Do you know how much Jesus sacrificed for you? Not 33 years, not just the cross. But to be with you, he became man. To be with us in eternity, in the eternal new heaven new earth he is god man with us is that a sacrifice yes do you unknow the god who sacrifices who gave his son that his son would then thenceforth always be god man yes i hope today when you see the sufferings of paul In this letter, end of Timothy, you will see God, amazing God, who not only loves us, but loves us with a sacrificial love. May God bless you.